Hello, my friends. You are listening to Grit and Grace. My name is Taverly, and I am your host. I'm here to share my entrepreneurial journey with you, and we'll be bringing on some amazing women who've been helping me, mentoring me, and inspiring me on how Grit and Grace helps them crush it in business, relationships, fitness, family, friends, and all that good stuff. Now, let's get started. Hello, my friends, and welcome back to Grit and Grace. I am so excited to bring you one of the funnest, most energetic guests that I've had to date. And I have Kalia Garrido with me today. Welcome. Thank you. And I was going to launch into a little funny story about how to pronounce your last name, but we'll get to that in good time. (laughs) But I want to tell our listeners a little bit about you because I find what's really interesting in what you do is the fact that you, you know, you have a Denver-based women's group called Healthy Women Leaders. Mm -hmm. um, And I know that it's a collective of women in leadership who choose and you say to live unapologetically focused on their health and developing their personal power and generally crushing it in life well actually you had an a word in there and I'm trying to respect we're not swearing swearing today so I say crush it in, in, in life um but I like the fact that you are focusing on unapologetically choosing ourselves Mm -hmm. as our main starting place to all the things we do. All the things. That's so unique to me. Yeah. I have seen so many women, I'm sure you've seen the same thing, Mm -hmm. get swept away. I feel like we as women, and the reason that I started this is because I'm the original victim of this. I am able to give it away. I can give it away like a champ. I mom so hard. Mm -hmm. I wife so hard. Mm -hmm. I am the best business partner, at least. I hope I am. Mm-hmm. I try to be. Yeah. I will pour myself into everything that I do. And when it came to taking care of myself, I generally felt like I needed a little bit of permission. Like there were times when my husband would be like, can you go to the gym? Like you're not, you're not (laughs) doing good here right now. And like, why would I need that permission in that area of my life when all I'm all about empowerment and you know, rah, rah, and we do all the things. But when it came time for me to take care of myself, I needed somebody to give me a little push. And so I started Mm. Healthy Women Leaders because I want us to give each other that kind of a push. I feel like we are very, very effective at helping all the other things and people in our lives. And we need to kind of take some of that power back. And why is it that it takes someone else to look at us and remind us that we are we are worth that care for mm-hmm. ourselves? We do it for everybody else, but not right. for ourselves. I don't know. And before we before we started recording, I was telling you that I have a really busy week. I'm, mm-hmm. I have so much on the go this week, and I have prioritized my self care this week. Mm-hmm. I literally have built in blocks of when I'm exercising, when I'm gonna like breathe. I've like Love doubled it. my vitamins. I had a massage on the weekend mm-hmm. in anticipation of. I'm doing all of the things that I know. I need to do to come out of the end of this really busy week and not be crushed. Yeah. And you know why? So here's what I'm thinking is the key to everything. This might be the secret in life. <gasps> did we just, did you, are you just going to tell us the, the secret, secret life? to life? Okay. Maybe somebody over the weekend told me it was chocolate. More of a salty girl myself. So I had a little <laughs> bit of trouble to get behind that. However, I think that the reason that you were able to do all that is because you know yourself. And you've probably found yourself in those crazy busy week before and you you can get really easily pushed over the edge, right? Like there's a point and when you start to really look inward and figure out who you are, you find yourself climbing that level of like there's a point where I'm going to like fembot deconstruct like I will just go down and mm. you I there's nothing left to give anybody knowing yourself as being able to take those steps but saying okay I see that this is a crazy week I could get sick I could go off the deep end whatever it is I'm going to do what I need to do to take care of myself along the way so we don't have to get to that point I have one question for you right now that you have to answer right this minute do it where have you been all my life I'm right here <laughs> Right across the table. We're holding hands. People. Oh my gosh. Okay. So I mean this is this is so important. And I'm that's that's part of the reason why when you and I first spoke about this particular podcast, I'm like, yes. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I'm preaching to the choir. And I'm sure my mm-hmm. listeners, you are like, okay, Taverly, you keep telling us we need to do this, this. Mm-hmm. But I'm I'm glad to bring another voice on for mm-hmm. them to hear it. And you know what the fact that you do this for a living is really special yeah right you this is this is your passion yeah and i know our listeners can't see you but if they could they'd see your face like light up like a the most radiant flower right now smiling yay um and how did how introduced us oh yeah stephanie mm-hmm. oh yep. our girl stephanie yay. and if you guys haven't listened to stephanie uh, i can't remember the name of her podcast i think it's called crushing cancer 
Yeah, that sounds legit. Yeah. That so sounds go like check something. it out. But she's mm-hmm. such an amazing mm-hmm. soul, and um, she's like us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she certainly is. There's yeah. more of us out there. I, know. I think they're listening right uh, now. I think they are. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, Kalia, tell me how how did this start? Like, mm-hmm. where 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 was your journey in life mm-hmm. that brought you to the realization that this was something that you needed to do in yeah. order to fill up yourself and help others? Yep. So this is it's a it's a long there's a long story and Mm. then there's a shorter story and we'll just get to the shorter story is that when I left the corporate world and started my own business I had to challenge what I thought being healthy was in my world before healthy was just as many times as I could get to the gym in any given week that's how I would be this is it's how my genes are fitting on this day is how healthy I am when I started my own company, I, um, which was a, a web development agency, so we're doing you know kind of a lot of digital work, and I've always worked on the business side of digital. Um, I was responsible for hiring, firing, salary setting, and bringing in business and keeping business, right? So I'd always been in management in my career in digital, but when it was my own company, I felt a new sense of pressure and just kind of the weight of the world was on my shoulders Mm. Um, and this was for a number of years and so just getting to the gym all these times was not cutting it and I would go and I would lift I love to lift and I would just leave it all in the gym and come out and not feel better and I had to ask myself like what is going Mm. on what has changed for me and that's when I started to look at health in a different way this is when it became more mental for me. It became social um, for me. It had a component of nutrition, all these other things. But really, I had to go from just lifting as much weight as I could to sort of looking within. And this is where some of those truths began to come to me, where I was like, this is not enough for me anymore, and I need to do something different to stay healthy. And I think the key point in something I talk about a lot on this show, it actually is the premise of this show, is that becoming an entrepreneur is hard. So hard. It is the most personal journey you will ever go on in your life. Mm-hmm. And it's really hard to describe to people why. And yeah. it doesn't mean that you don't know your niche. It doesn't know, um, look, I almost swore there. Oh. I mean, you're like, I mean, we're this is going to be I a might, challenge. I might radiate a <laughs> challenge to swear. <laughs> Do all the swearing. Oh, my gosh. I know my stuff so well. But there's something about choosing to live and die by your own sword mm-hmm. that requires a journey of, mm-hmm. of, of, of everything. Right. It, it requires every piece of resiliency that you have ever built in your life mm-hmm. comes into play. Absolutely. And and I understand what you mean. I'm I'm a weightlifter too, which mm-hmm. is um, how Stephanie and I mm-hmm. like to spend time together. Although I don't Olympic lift, I normally train in powerlifting, but I started competing in strongman. Um, and I, I love it. Yeah. And it's still a huge part of my life, but it's not the only thing. Mm-hmm. It's not the only thing that centers me. So I understand what you're saying. But that journey to self-discovery and what you need, mm-hmm. that's what this is all about. Right. Because you get to a point where... I would I would come out of the gym and I'm like I I still like people's salaries are dependent upon whether or not I can bring in new business. This is a lot of pressure. And did you know that this affects women and men differently? So mm-hmm. women, when they have hiring, firing, salary, setting privilege, I guess if that's the right word for it, are at a much higher likelihood of depression. Men, it's it's either equal or it's like it's like negligible. Like they're fine with it. Women take it to heart. Why do you think that is? I don't know. I think this is part of the giving it all away. It wasn't just a salary or like this was a person and I they sat at my table and like we ate to get like I felt ownership for making sure that that person still had a job at the end of the month. And it was and it was affecting me in that way. And so I, I yes, I would totally agree that there is a huge component when you own your own business of just coming to a place where you have to have some kind of faith in something else that you feel like you've done everything. Like you said, you know what you're doing. You've done everything you can do. Things are still on the rocks. How do you feel OK at the end of the day with that kind of pressure? And that's what I was wrestling with. Wow. And that is, I mean, you've just, you've just named such a big challenge. Mm-hmm. And it's funny, I was speaking to someone this weekend who has a totally different type of job. They work a nine to fiver and mm-hmm. they're really stressed about something mm-hmm. they have to do at work. And I have to admit, it felt a little insignificant to me, mm-hmm. just, just a little bit insignificant oh to me. And it's not because it's not significant to them. It, it is. Mm-hmm. And I, I am, I am kind and I would never mm-hmm. disrespect that. But inside I'm like, oh, 
That's right. Significance is a matter of perspective. Always. Always, right? Mm -hmm. And what you're talking about in carrying the weight Mm -hmm. of other people's um, ability to live and thrive, okay, that's a different type of stressor. Right. Sometimes I think about that or I think about people that have, um, you know, like I worked at a big, you know, a uh, multinational skiing, luxury skiing brand. You can (laughs) insert whatever brand you think that might be here in Colorado. (laughs) But there were some people there that seemed like they were like maybe quote unquote lifers. Like they had settled Mm. into the groove of working there or for any corporate entity and they were happy to just continue, um, you know, along their path. And Meanwhile, I kept feeling like there was something else and I kept feeling like there was something more. And, you know, I had was setting these salary goals for myself and then meeting them and being like, well, what now? Like, I I never felt quite satisfied um, with that. And sometimes I still, especially in those the trying times or when the pressure is really getting to look at the people that were in their corporate track and feel almost jealous that 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 was okay and that they were happy with what they were doing. And it did seem like oh man you know you don't have that same kind of pressure but i'll tell you when i was doing when i was doing that job i felt pressures of a different kind yeah yeah that i i can see that and i think that there's a lot of different industries that probably carry those same types of pressures that are different and you can only relate to what you know so unless you've been there you cannot understand i mean i i can just because i felt pressures in a different way but i think that people that don't have those positions can't really understand that and i Honestly, I cannot remember a time, I'm, I'm thinking, it's been a long time, I cannot remember a time where I finished work at the end of the day and left my work mm-hmm. and, and went home with like a clear mind. Yes. I, I can't even I can't even tell you. It doesn't, yeah. I mean, I've, I've learned to keep it in a manageable place that doesn't impact my joy and my happy, but it's still there. I can't imagine like leaving an office, like turning off my computer at the end of the day and going home. Yeah. That makes me a little envious. Yeah. Sometimes I think about like the next stage of like when you're done with your startups or something like that. Yeah. And like, I want to build something with my hands, you know, like I would yeah. like to, I don't know. I started like baking pies when I started my, my, um, it was even before then because I've always worked in digital and so it follows you, you know, like yeah. you don't have to be in the office to do your work, but you don't have to be in your office to do your work. Right. So like, how are you, how do you know when you're done working? And this is something I think a lot of us struggle with these days. And I started to like, you know, I was making pies. Like I wanted to start and end a thing and I wanted to watch people physically enjoy it and be done with it. That is so powerful. <laughs> I could see powerful why. Pie. Power, powerful pie. Power to the pie. <laughs> We're getting this is this should be our new goal. We should all make pies. <laughs> and you know there is I I mean I will just talk about pie. I mean making pie is a thing. Yeah. I mean there's a thing as a woman that comes with using your hands and baking, yes. right? I, I'm a baker and yeah. for for pleasure. And there is something to producing something that you've made with your hands. And then like you give it to people that you and love. You give and you're like and you now love. you eat. Yes. And then they eat and they look at you like <laughs> and they get oh, happy. Thank like you, you make so it. good and sweet. And they're like yes. blueberries. I mean Yay. the key to somebody's heart really is through blueberry pie through well i was gonna say food <laughs> blueberry i don't like blueberry pie i put it let me ask but anyway okay. um <laughs> i like all kinds of pie but i i there is something to be said to having the key to somebody's heart being through their their stomach right yeah that's interesting well you have such a fascinating story so tell me okay so at what point did you sort of leave corporate and mm-hmm. say okay i am now choosing to put my stake in the ground right here yeah i think it had to do with i mentioned the um setting salary goals so when i was beginning my career in digital i had my son this is when i was living in miami and i was young ish 25 now at 38, feels a little <laughs> bit on the young side to be having a baby, right? And so that relationship did not work out. Not with my son. That's working out fine, though. He's 13. Yeah. We can talk about that later. Yeah. Um, but with his father. And so I found myself as a single mother living in Miami with my family in New England. Um, and it was it was quite a lot to handle. And I started to set some salary goals for myself at that time. I wanted to be able to take care of him myself, which I already was doing with just was, you know, fits and starts and like there was not yeah. a lot of cash to be had yeah. at that time in my life. And so I wanted to just work my tail off to get where I needed to get. Now this worked out. This was, it, it took many years, but um, you know, I had I had put a, put a big digit, you know, salary goal out yeah. there to myself and I wanted to make that happen. Um, I developed a great work ethic because of it, mm-hmm. took care of my kid. And over many years, you know, things turned around and, 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 you know, spoiler alert, they're all fine. But when I was at 
my corporate job and I made that salary, finally, I felt like I could step back for a second and take a better assessment of what was happening around me and ask myself, really starting to get to this point of really knowing yourself and honoring that something wasn't feeling satisfied. I thought that when I had that salary goal, I would be, it would, like, that was the end of it somehow. But really what it allowed me to do was open my eyes and say, this doesn't seem like the right thing for me. And I'm not 100% sure what it is. There's an entrepreneurial lesson for you. You don't have to have all the answers. Mm -hmm. But if you've got that bug inside you that you need to do something different, then it's probably the right thing to listen to it. Mitigating the risks as you can, because it's, it's a touch and go situations starting any business. Um, but that was the time when I said, you know, what do I want to do? Mm. What could I do? And I was the person that was responsible for signing some of those vendor invoices. And I was like, what? Does anybody see what's going on over here? Mm. I want to be on that side of the table. Oh, I see. That's really interesting. And so so then, like, what did you do? How did you progress from, like, actually taking the leap to leave that job? Yeah. I, you know, I, I was so blessed with an amazing manager at the time, um, really high up executive in the company. And we were open and honest about a lot of things. This was one of the first times actually in my career that I um, could report to a woman. I have only a few examples of that um, in my earlier career. And so we had a really great open relationship. And one of the um, one of the, you know, progress markers that they do is, you know, like you're planning, right? What do you want to do for the year? What do you, what's your goals and all these things? And I'd been through a couple of these before and it came to time for the planning session and, and I just had to be honest. And I said, look, I don't, I don't know what I want to work on, but I don't think it's this. Mm. And so we were able together to make um, a transition plan and, you know, not leave the company in a lurch. And I was able to, you know, kind of spread my little my little baby wings and see what I could do out there in the world. I love it. What did you start with? Um, so my first uh, company is called Skylark Digital, and it was a web and mobile application development company that I started actually with my husband, okay. um, who was responsible for all the technology side of things. That's not my bit. I work with the people on yeah. the front end. I wonder why. Yeah. I I can't even possibly imagine why you would work with the people, but go ahead. Yeah. Um, so that's what we did. And we ran that together for um, three years. And when did you end up moving to Colorado? Well, we moved to Colorado. We So we met in Florida and we, we, um, we were both on an escape plan. We kind of saw each other from across the internet uh-huh. and we were like, hey, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I'm I love it so much. And I was like, do you want to move? Do I want to move? Maybe we should move. And so we were on kind of an escape plan together. But we've got a lot of family there, so it took some time. And we came out um, to Colorado because of the lifestyle here and because we both work in the tech field. And, and it's amazing. Colorado's it's amazing. Yeah. You're not supposed to tell them. I, I, Remember? I Listen, I'm right. a native, right? I can't oh. deny that and it's... you're opening your arms I to the rest know. of us. I know. I, I feel I, like I've had a baby here. So it's kind of like as, if they start to kick all the non-natives out, like maybe <laughs> I'll be grandfathered in because she's a dream. Nope. No, I'm still nope. going to have to go. Nope. Okay. Does, take does, care of her, please. Does, doesn't work. I'll, I'll take care of her. <laughs> I'll embrace her her native side. Yes. <laughs> it's such a funny thing now that there's so many transplants mm-hmm. in Colorado that it's a thing to be a native. People say, people ask all the time. I'm like, it's not, I guess to me it's not that special, but it is special. Right. But I spent 14 years in Toronto. So for me to yeah. be back in Colorado, it's it's interesting. I'm like a fifth generation native on my oh, dad's wow. side. I know. we I have know Colorado is that old. We, we have. We have some of the <laughs> yeah. first people that lived here wow. on my dad's side of the family so yeah. i've been here a really long time mm-hmm. my roots have been here it's like that's why it's like in my blood first yeah. like literally in yeah. my blood okay well we like what you got going on here yeah. we're gonna keep coming i'm glad you came you're allowed to stay <laughs> <laughs> um okay so that was three years mm-hmm. then what okay so then um along the way here's another entrepreneur entrepreneurial lesson for anybody who is listening um i had developed a group of very close advisors slash mentors along mm. the way. I That was one of the things that seemed to help me out the most was to develop a group of women that were strong and could stand me up when I needed help, give me advice, the women that had really, you know, kind of walked before me or that were on the same journey. Um, invaluable, invaluable to me when I was running um, my first business. And so I am actually now I've joined my company with the company of one of my amazing mentors Mm. who has now become my business partner. And we're going to take over the world together. That is the best way to do it. Yeah. 
How did you meet these women? So it's just putting yourself out there. You got to show up. You just got to go. And I know sometimes you want to be on your couch in your super comfy, fuzzy bathrobe, cat on your lap, Netflix on the TV. That's awesome. And I'm not saying anything bad about that, but you can't do it every time. You do have to get out there and just show up. So like where? Give some examples on how. So if we have listeners, mm because actually I've met a few of our listeners and I know a couple of them are. Not like you and I, because mm-hmm. um, not it everybody's be hard. It's, it's hard, hard. To get out it, there. and it's hard, yeah. especially if you are if you are comfortable in your mm-hmm. environment. You work in a certain field in a certain way. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no real need to challenge yourself, right? Right, and I think that when you're extroverted, mm-hmm. the challenge of going out and meeting new people mm-hmm. it brings you joy, right? When you're not. It does it not bring you drama. You it, it brings you stress. anxiety. Right. So yeah. give. can you give some examples yes. on, how, on how people can, yep. can do I, that? I would say whatever your field is. So for me, women in tech is one of the things. Actually, honestly, this is where the whole women thing even started for me, is that I was going to a lot of different networking events and needed to meet a lot of new people for my company. And I wanted to kind of go to like the highest quality events that I could. And it just seemed like, in my experience, the women-focused events, I was making really solid connections. This is where I met my mentor at um, a women in, women in tech event. It was kind of like a conference. Um, meetups that are around uh, your field mm. or conferences mm-hmm. are great. And then even just, I, I, there's, there's, something, there's something about just kind of being open, right? Stepping outside and just being yeah. open. Like, why can't you just meet somebody in line at Starbucks too? You know, if you're open to that. And I realized that might be like super extrovert talking. Everybody's mm-hmm. like, oh gosh, I can't talk to them. My That's husband was sure. saying the same yeah. thing. He was, he's like, no, I'm never going to ever talk to these yeah. people. But um, just kind of being open to things. And if you sort of have your feelers out there, if there's other people that are in that same mindset. And I just feel like, you know, at, at the, as time goes on, like we are all creatures of the same planet, right? Like this is, we are a community of people. And I sometimes like to just step outside and just be like, I feel like I already know you. I feel Mm. like I know you because I've met you or some incarnation of you before and you're doing what I'm doing and they're probably doing what we're doing. And like, there's just a beauty in that. And so I think when you're receptive and open to that kind of thing, you can just meet the coolest people at like King Supers or anywhere else. That is literally my life motto. I love connecting. Yeah. I mean, this this is a perfect example. Mm-hmm. Like that, that power of connection mm-hmm. between two humans or three humans, however many, but the power of connection with other humans can be massive. It's awesome. But it's not easy for everybody. It's not, but it can provide real good rewards yeah. when you're looking for your next big thing. Yeah. And so if you are able to challenge yourself, if it is a challenge, and then you can, like, I, I've heard really great stories of people that are introverts but are still going out to, you know, kind of meet new people. And they'll say they meet, they make a goal, right? They're going to go in there and they're going to have one drink and then they're going to go. Or they're going to talk to one person. They're going to get rid of one business card. Make a small, manageable goal and then just see where it takes you. Such a good strategy. Mm-hmm. And there are all kinds of events, really. Mm-hmm. I mean, and it doesn't even have to be work-related. I mean, there are there are meetups and groups. You know, we, mm-hmm. we are located in the Denver metro area, but mm-hmm. in any state, in any city, there are groups that get together. I mean, there are still group there are still book clubs yeah. you know i mean there yeah. as an example there are all kinds of ways and right. if you're feeling like you have not mm-hmm. stepped out and tried mm-hmm. something new right. or haven't you know really developed your next idea or developed yourself mm-hmm. try it yeah and also your kids or your dogs can help you make friends. Yeah. I've found that for sure. If you have like a kid, you know, you're at the playground, like you meet cool people everywhere that are all doing the same thing or you're at the dog park or your dog wants to go and meet another dog. Like these are these are people just ready and waiting to, you know, become your new connection and you don't know what it can do in your personal or your professional life. You absolutely never know. Mm-hmm. And one thing because I'm going to sound sound a little rant like here, are you ready? Get it. Okay. That means you have to put your device down. Oh, the device. Okay, so I did a, a podcast, a solo podcast, and I, I feel like I ranted for an hour about mm-hmm. how to increase um, productivity. It's my favorite. You should go listen to it. Mm-hmm. And I spent a big chunk of that time on how I live a notification-free life. Yeah. I, I, I do. Ooh, 
Um, and I, that's, it's, and I don't even allow my kids' phones now in my house to go off. Just, there's no, no there's no yeah. dings, dongs, or rings. It mm-hmm. just doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. I don't answer calls. I return calls. I yeah. just, I work in a type of sector that there's nothing that I need to return in the next 10 minutes yeah, that I, I can't hold on to. Mm-hmm. And I think that taking breaks and being able to put it away and being mm-hmm. in the moment is such yeah. a critical skill. And I, I honestly, there's a lot of listeners that are going to say, Tara really always talks about, yeah. you know, put the device mm-hmm. down. Right. Yeah, because you cannot connect with another human if you're looking at your device. And if if you and I right now, Mm -hmm. well, actually, if it was sunny out because it's a little Mm -hmm. slushy today, if it was a nice day and you and I walked to a park with Mm -hmm. our dogs, you would see 90% Mm-hmm. of the people that are there will have their phones out and in front of them and not connecting with another person. Yeah. I don't I wish that I had so this is one of my whole things like there is a whole host of problems in the world today and I don't have solutions and this is one of the things that I don't have a solution for, but I think that what you're saying is the key is that you found what works for you mm-hmm. and you know like you've spotted that it's probably I mean, we all can agree that it's at an unhealthy level across the world right now. And I see it in my own self. Sometimes Mm. I just pick up my phone and I like auto scroll. You know, I'm like, because we're bored and we we want to rest for a minute. Yeah, Yeah, it's like a mental break, but it's actually not. And I think, so I mean, I'm totally with you. But being in the digital side of things, we do have, you know, you can have outages on a production system or something like that Mm. that you actually do need to address right away. Um, So, I, like I said, I don't have an answer. Yeah, for that's it. a tough one. I and I, I say, I mean, if you have to use your device, it's, it's part of your work and yeah. you have things that are urgent that could happen. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's a different that's a, that's a whole different ballgame. And I, I think that understanding that every time that your phone goes off, mm-hmm. I had Jack Julian on my show and she gave a statistic that it takes 23 minutes to refocus mm-hmm. every time that you right. um, enter social media. Yep. So what you're talking about, though, is answering an urgent mm-hmm. call to address an issue is not the the same as scrolling Instagram. Just the infinite scroll of nothing. Right. Every time you go into that whole plus that minute, it's like mm-hmm. 25 minutes to refocus again. Yeah. So even in the midst, say you're addressing a big outage or a problem, mm-hmm. if you stop after you take that call and yeah. hit the Instagram, your oh. ability to focus, right? So I think that there are I guess we are my my philosophy is we are going to at some point see that this has to be built into our life as much as like mindfulness does as much as meditation. Mm -hmm. It is the ability to just take a break from the constant stream of information, Mm -hmm. give our brain a chance Mm -hmm. to process what's happening and to dive deep because you know what that ability to focus. I mean, without it. And when you talk about mindfulness, I think personally that the devices is like it's it's like the devil's tool to get yeah. you out of mindfulness like there's no better and quicker way for me to judge myself against everybody else that i see mm. for me to not take time to consider or be present with what i'm doing right then i'm instead looking at all the other things so i mean i i i understand the listeners that are probably like oh, it's hard to stop no, because, but aren't we past yeah. that yet aren't, aren't we past that yet don't the majority of people though understand that what you see on social media is not real i like, don't know maybe on a day-by-day basis here's the thing this is what I think when I'm doing real good and I'm feeling fly I'm rocking my jeans I've been to the gym enough time all these things and I'm feeling great it's easy for me to be like oh I don't really care what you had for lunch when I'm feeling sad or I've had a fight with my husband or a you know work project is not going well and I need that mental break and then I like see you know the yoga instructor on the (laughs) beach I'm like why can't I go to Costa Rica right like I would like to do that too so I feel like there's a level to it when it's just it's just easy peasy cool and then there's other times when I'm just like this isn't helping me this isn't helping do you recognize that i try to that's part of knowing myself and i want to what i'm i think i'm getting closer to being more regular with that like to to see myself or to catch myself when i pick up my phone i'm like wait a second what are you actually trying to do here nothing put it down right or you know having young kids and then like heaven forbid i find the phone in between my face and my child's face Mm. because you have a second kid right i do i have two so i have a two-year-old and a 13 year old yeah think about that for a second but they're both of them are amazing in their own ways and they have their own struggles and if i'm focused on nothing you know my inspiration that i get from social media i'm like oh sometimes i like hide the phone to from myself like if we're sitting and like we're having family time or watching tv or like playing a game or something i'll like stuff the phone down into like the couch cushions like i'll hide it on myself so that i just don't even care about it anymore it's more it's mo better 
all it's, the things that is, I'm doing it in is. real life is more better. But think about think about how much effort we have to put into doing that. I know. Why? And you know, most, and and that that's why I, I guess I make the assumption that most people have accepted the fact that social media is not real. Mm-hmm. People can post whatever they want. They yeah. can lie all day long. Mm-hmm. Let's just face it. People lie on yeah. social media oh, all yeah. the time, mm-hmm. and there's no repercussions. Mm-hmm. So. I hope I it is my sincere hope that as especially in North America as a population we are moving past comparing ourselves yeah, to what you see. I hope so. I'm hoping so. But besides that, I also hope that people are starting to understand that there is so much more quality that comes from that real connection. Right. Yeah. That's the real And there's thing. room for both. I mean, technology is mm-hmm. not going away, so we have to right. find a way to handle it. Yeah. Um I I listen to Gary Vaynerchuk on mm-hmm. occasion and there's one thing that um there's a lot of things he says I agree with and a lot of things he says I don't agree with. But he said that he doesn't agree that kids are less social now. Mm-hmm. They're just social in a different way. Right. So there are some benefits to you know, having the internet make the whole world accessible to our youth. Right. Because it makes them more open to collaboration. Mm-hmm. They also understand that answers that they don't have somebody else does yeah, and they know how to get it like in the snap of a mm-hmm. fingers. Yep. So I there are parts of what technology brings in our next mm-hmm. generation that I think are going to have some benefits, mm-hmm. but man, we're going to have to build social yeah, social skills into our into our and as parents, that's up to us too. Right, we have to we have to develop a new norm, is what it is. Mm. And when uh, the, for me, the saddest thing is when I see a group of people together at dinner, all looking at their phones. Mm. For me, I just see that and I'm sad. I'm sad that something happened to us as like a, a, a race of people, and I'm like, what happened? How would how did we get yeah. there? You know, so hopefully we can develop a new norm. And maybe it's not so different from TV, right? Like when TV came out, wasn't everybody like, "Oh, it'll rot your brain"? I know, you know, my parents certainly had me limited to like very specific things I could watch and, you know, um, allotments of time that you could, and that seemed to kind of like sort of slip away a little bit. Now we're worried about what the phones are doing, and I think, like you said, it's not going away. So no, it's not going to go away. We're gonna fit it in. We're gonna fit it in. Yeah, and. And so does this all play into, because I, I think that there are ways that we address things in society by coming together in groups. Mm-hmm. So we're going to go back to that sort of com, you know conversation around connecting with other people. Mm-hmm. Because when we have these big society problems, like our lack of ability to connect, you and I clearly don't have that problem, <laughs> <laughs> clearly. But we can, at an organic level, set a good example. Right. Right? And is that what your group of women that you work with, um, Healthy Women Leaders, do you guys talk about setting an example for the next generation? Absolutely. Yeah. And I, I think one of the key things there is just doing, that. this is all back to knowing yourself. I think this might really be like the key to it all. Because when you know yourself, you're able to find kind of you have to find what your medicine is, right? Like there's a group that I just absolutely adore. It's called Not Going Medicine for the People. And they talk about finding your medicine and using it, right? For me, that has always been fitness or mm-hmm. some kind of a health related. Hence why we get along so well. Hence why yes, we get along I and do. why we have healthy women leaders right, because right. we can still network and meet each other but speak yeah. to those health goals as well. Right. So I think that the closer we all get to knowing each other, the better we're going to be able to like let our own light shine and that gives the people around us permission to turn up their light as well. Mm. You know, there's a shift happening. You know, mm-hmm. w- women are supporting each other in that way mm-hmm. more than we ever have yes. before. It's, support it's, each other. It is. It's it's really important. And, and mm-hmm. I, I originally thought maybe it was my age mm-hmm. and wisdom that brought me to this place. But I really just think that it's happening collectively. Mm-hmm. And I love that about you. Yeah. Oh, me. Thank you. Yeah, I thought I love, you were going to say about like society and life. No, I me, love that about you. Me, yeah. I mean, I you you bring that, you shine that light. Mm-hmm. And so others that are around you, you are creating that impact. Oh, you know, I feel like, thank, thank you for that, my darling. But I, I just feel like there's a lot of injustice right now. There's a lot of politics that you might not agree with that I don't agree with. There's a lot going on that... I feel helpless about, mm. right? Like, I don't know what can I actually do to change some of these situations. And I love the people that are so passionate about getting out there and mm. making a difference and doing what they can do. I've come to the realization that I just want to hold space for other women to just feel great about themselves. Like, if we can just, and also, we are the ones that make a house a home. You know, we are the ones that really are the glue in the family. I truly believe that. I want to be 
my own best example for all of the people around me so that they can, you know, kind of do what they need to do. And that means that I need to take care of myself too. I cannot, I will become a shell of a person. I've seen it happen to far too many of my friends and it's almost happened to me. And I'm not going to let that happen. So how do you help women who you see are going down that path? I think, and, and this is a great question. I feel like it's different for everybody. I think that whatever... The only thing I can do for them is encourage them to find their medicine, right? Mm -hmm. Like, is it taking an extra lap in your car so you can, like, finish your podcast or Mm -hmm. listen to your favorite song or just knowing when you need to take a walk? For me, like, hot baths, right? Oh, my God, hot bath. Mm -hmm. If I've been having a terrible day or something's going wrong or I feel myself getting to a point, I'm able to say, okay, I need to stop. Like, I can't. I'm not going to participate in this other stuff anymore. I'm going to just put a pause on it and go and like take a hot bubble bath and like let it melt away. All I can do is share some of these examples of things that work for me and then encourage women to just find what it is for you. Like maybe it is chocolate. Like maybe it is, you know, whatever, jazz dancing, like whatever your thing is. I just think you should really investigate that and find what it is so that you can pull it out of your pocket when you need it. Stop everything, hold hold it all, and just take care of yourself so that you can come back better to it. And that is an intentional plan. Mm-hmm. It's like coming it's like developing coping skills mm-hmm. for situations that you're putting yourself in. Right. That you're that you're allowing yourself to get to. So and avoiding that is an, an intentional plan. Mm-hmm. Is this something you teach? Is this part of your business? Yeah. I mean I just it's 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 more I don't I don't know that I have any of the answers. This is one of the things like, you know, I see all these societal problems or like issues with women in the workforce and like we don't make up half of the leadership force, though we're half of the population. Why is that? And things like this. I don't have those answers, but I can help inspire. And that's my personal goal is to just shine light on the fact that you can take care of yourself and you can find what works for you and that can make you a little bit happier. And that increment the ripples of that one woman that is incrementally just slightly happier every day can be massive. It could be a tidal wave at the other side of things. And so all I want to do is just create that space for the inspiration. And, I, and what I want to do is bring in other women who know better, right? Like, I love yoga. Am I a yoga teacher? No. I love weightlifting. Am I a weightlifting li- teacher? No. Do I meditate? Yes. Do I know how to teach you to meditate? No. But I can create a forum where I can bring in those experts, and that's what we do at Healthy Women Leaders, is bring in the people that do know best, that are experts at it, so that they can share, right? I and see. then it's a win-win-win. So we're helping the women that are there to listen and learn. We're helping the woman that's starting her business. She's an entrepreneur as well, and she's got something to share. And so we're kind of just trying to make those matches. And I think one of the most powerful things for me is seeing the ramifications later on of two women saying, oh, I met at your event. And this is, you know, and now look mm-hmm. at the business that we're doing together or my own story about having met my mentor and then combining our businesses so that together we can be stronger. So you're creating a group, an opportunity or a space. You're holding space for women to come in and you're going to bring in the expertise in certain areas that they might need. But you are facilitating that pow- that, that powerful connection that can take place. That's right. And that's your passion project. Mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah. So tell us about your other projects. Okay. So because I, I, I just have to say that you're like all entrepreneurs. We do a lot of things. Mm-hmm. There's not one thing. I mean... Mm-hmm. Um, someone asked me a few weeks ago, you know, is, is, is this, you know, is podcasting like your mission? Is that your thing? I'm like, I'm multi-missioned. I'm multi-purposed. I'm going to do a whole bunch of different things. It's a big part of it, but I, I don't ever see myself doing one single thing anymore. Right. That singular focus goes away. I mean, when you're an entrepreneur, like, yes. And, and honestly, when you're a woman, like you, you have to do all of the things. Right. Mm -hmm. And I, I, Yes. Yeah, so, okay. To answer your question, <laughs> my day job, I don't even know what to call it. It ain't no it's, day it's, job. No, what are you talking? I was uh, 4 a.m. on Sunday morning. Yeah. Where, like, <laughs> oh so gosh. I'm not sure about day, what that means. But um, my the business side of things that I run is a company called Ready Hatch, where I'm the managing um, partner and uh, head of client success. Okay. And so, so, that's, so that's a doozy. And so what we do is sales, marketing, and partnership development for companies that are generally in the tech range. Um, and I am very happy to announce that uh, 
one of the biggest household names where you probably go and search things up on the internet <gasps> is one of my clients as of last year. And so wow. we're finding some really great success in sort of teaching people how to go to market smarter rather than just kind of working, you know, working yourself to death. So one of the things that we often see in the tech realm, and, and I'm a victim of this myself as well, is, you know, kind of that, that fly that's just tapping at the mm -hmm. window, trying to get out, just furiously working, working. But if he was able to kind of go down a little bit more, he'd see that the window was open. You can fly out that way. Right. So especially in technical companies, we find people with brilliant technical minds that are just fantastic at the product or the application that they built. Um, and we help them uh, focus on creating a partnership ecosystem to have other people help to sell for them. Mm, that's amazing business. Yeah. Yeah, that's really great. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if you know anything about corporate cause agency, what my business is, but I work with companies to help them develop a community investment strategy. Oh, I love it. Yeah. And it's interesting because the, 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 the tech industry is becoming a little bit better about mm -hmm. shifting towards understanding that mm -hmm. investing in your community and partnering with community yes. organizations, A, increases your reach, improves your culture, right? It, you know, brings um, employee retention rates like way up, mm -hmm. but is, is notoriously not known, mm -hmm. um, especially during their startup phases. Right at building that into their planning. And I yep. spoke to a company, we're totally going off topic here. No, I spoke is, to a company, this is tough. <laughs> I spoke to a company a couple of weeks ago and they're like, oh, we're, too, we're, we're at the fundraising stage of our tech firm. Mm -hmm. So we don't have any bandwidth for that. And mm -hmm. I said, well, actually, mm -hmm. if you build community investment, so like those strategies into your yeah. plan now, your investors are gonna like you even more. This is the same thing that we teach. Okay, so, oh my gosh, how it's did we not know this? It's a give back. Like you it's, have to have a give back. And that's yeah. the same kind of thing. Those are some of your most strategic partners. Right. Because then they know your message and they know your product and they know you as people. One of the things that I feel is the world gets bigger and bigger and bigger. I have everything at an arm's reach. I can, it's one click away and I can do yes. everything. What I have a craving for now is back to community. Mm -hmm. I want, instead of having a huge team of all these different doctors, I just want somebody on text message I can say, you know, look, my daughter has a, look, she looks weird. What do you think about that? And he's yeah. like, some Tylenol and put her to bed early. Right. Something like that. I think that kind of coming back into the community is one of the most powerful things that we can do as the world is so huge now. Well, and if you think about the amount of consumers that want to work for and buy from companies that care, mm -hmm. I mean, this all the studies show this. And we also know that the, the next generation of our workforce, they might care a little more about that than they, they do their, pe their do. paycheck. And mm -hmm. every single study shows this. Right. And so I have a lot of conversations with businesses about this all the time because they still see corporate social responsibility as a responsibility. And my goal in my business is to like crush that. Yeah. I want people to stop just writing checks, mm -hmm. create a partnership, create a win-win, build something that has a return on investment for you and your business and just and and stop the responsibility piece choose it mm -hmm. build it into who you are get it girl <laughs> preach that was the preaching that's awesome i love that we teach the same yeah, thing yeah we should talk after we talk we might talk let's keep talking <laughs> This is why I knew this was going to be so much fun. Um, it's it's important, and I would I would say that in the amount of conversations I have with businesses on a regular basis about this topic, I would say probably sixty percent percent either say we give money to so and so we're good, mm -hmm. or we don't have any time and money to give we're good, mm -hmm. or we're too early we don't have any bandwidth. Yep. And in all of those cases, the answer is the same. If you want to increase your market reach, mm -hmm. what non Profits do your customers already support? Right. People think that their nonprofit partner, their the benefit they have to provide is the constituents of that nonprofit. Mm -hmm. What about their board of directors? Right. What about their stakeholder circles? Yeah. What about their other, you know, their other donors? People forget that those those circles of of influence are quite large. Mm -hmm. And I might know this because I may have spent a little time in the nonprofit side. Maybe. I mean, only about 15 years. Yeah. I mean, so I don't, I, I don't really know. I, I don't really know why somebody would <laughs> wonder why years. I have. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I. It's, it's something I. I know that coming mm -hmm. to, you know, when I started my company, I switched to the other side of the negotiation mm -hmm. table mm -hmm. because I spent my whole career looking across from a business that I just asked for five, 10, 50, 100,000 or Bill and Melinda Gates, you know, case, mm -hmm. a lot more money. Mm -hmm. And I would, and I would look across from these businesses and say, great, thank you for the donation. Now, what can I do to help you reach your goals? Right. And honestly, you know, that look mm -hmm. that somebody gets on their face, like you just started speaking in a different language right. that's from like 
like Mars, yeah. that's pretty much the look I would get. Mm-hmm. Because a business doesn't automatically think that there's anything to gain right. out of that. So that's that's what led me down that path because yeah. it's a problem that exists. Mm-hmm. And it's it's this is the future. This is the way it's going to be down the road. Yeah. And, you know, that's one of the things that I learned in the Denver um, startup community is that the whole kind of mantra that people are working under is give, give, ask. And I just love that. That resonates Mm. with me so much. Like, what can we do to help each other? Mm. That's one of the things that we teach in our partnership programs is you don't expect to get leads from your partner. You give them leads. And Mm. then you see the returns that you get. This is just karma. This is karma. Yeah, it's it's so true. And it's also it's also a type of servant leadership. Mm-hmm. And people used to traditionally think of servant leadership as religious. To me, that's mm-hmm. what we're talking about. We're yeah. talking about serving somebody else right. as a way to, A, be your best mm-hmm. and find joy. Yeah. You get more joy from the giving than the you receiving. Really do. And for those of you that don't know, um, I we're actually recording at Be Creative Studio in Lakewood, owned by Beth Odin. And Beth and I were talking earlier today, and I was giving her a scenario of where someone was surprised that I want to do something for them that would have a significant impact yeah. on their following. And I explained, there's nothing in it for me, right? right? This is this is what I like to do. But she she made a very good point. Um, and if she's listening, hello, thank you, Beth. Mm-hmm. Um, she made a very good point, and she said, "Well, you know, the the giving is the receiving. Right. That's that's the joy for me." Mm-hmm. And she's right, and that's that is the key to happiness in yeah. life, I think. Is. And to being a good leader, absolutely, yeah. you nailed it. That's what it is. When you're a leader at that level, you're serving the people that you're working with, for sure. And in serving more than just work mm-hmm. and tasks. Yeah, because it's bigger than that. Now that work follows us everywhere all the time, we have to broaden our definition of what work is and what work isn't. I think that's a big part of it, too. It's going to follow mm. you, at least for me or anybody that's in the digital realm or, I mean, for you, too, if you're starting your yep. own business, it's going to follow you around. So you have to get comfy with a place where it's okay to take that yoga class at 1030 in the morning on a Monday. Maybe I did that today. <laughs> um, but at the same time, like you you fit things in where you can and you make things work and you get a little more fluid with these definitions of what it means when you're working or not working. I have a question for you on that topic, because mm. this this is definitely something as a business owner we we blur those lines mm-hmm. right that's that's part of yeah. that's part of the joy yeah. i mean there's a i talk a lot about the challenges and there are a lot of challenges of being your mm-hmm. you know you know your own company owner or being an entrepreneur or launching a startup whatever you want to call it mm-hmm. you know doing that has its challenges but the joys are the ability to to cross those lines mm-hmm. Do you think that from what you see that the the tech industry is moving to a place where they are allowing employees to also have that same sort of ownership and feeling? I I hope so. I think yeah, I I do think that I think that the system as we know it has to change. And so the studies are showing now that because we have these devices, because we're always online, because we have Wi-Fi everywhere we go, people employers are getting a lot more out of their employees than they used to. So people are able to answer emails at all times of the day, and mm-hmm. they do now. And some cultures are set so that you just have to answer kind of no matter when, right? A lot, And a lot of times we see this in tech. And it's just not healthy. So I think that what we need to do is broaden these definitions of like what the work week actually is and like sort of, I have some really forward thinking friends that are talking about, you know, changing the work week so that it's like, these are the days in office, these are the days work from home, this is the flex day, you know, things like that. I think that we will start to see Mm. a shift when it comes to the way things have been set up. Like we're seeing this shift overall. I mean, you know, the the whole society that we live in was set up many, many years ago. Things are all up for kind of conversation now, which makes it such an exciting time to live. There's the benefit of technology, really, to create us out of the box. I mean, we should just we need to just like wipe the nine to five off. I the, think so because there are there are more efficient ways and times to work. I mean, how right. many of us that you know have worked nine to five in the past have kids that start school at seven a.m. Oh and God. finish at three? They stick it to the working mom, right? This they is, always stick it to the working this, mom. This is what I'm saying. Like, there's <laughs> let's let's smash that that yes. process because there are better and more efficient ways to do it. Mm-hmm. And plus, I don't I don't know about you, but when I'm home in front of my computer and I have a you know, a to-do list mm-hmm. that is a mile long mm-hmm. and I'm uninterrupted, yeah. I'm going to get through that to-do list. Put your hair up, get your coffee, exactly. and handle it. How That's many exactly people it. need that as opposed to sitting in an office, right. having all the distraction around them, getting constantly interrupted? Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, we might be doing it the right way. Yeah, maybe.
I think so. Let's work it out. This has been so much fun. Yay. Thank you so much for having me. I love what you're doing. And I like that you're creating a space for women to really find ways to not have to pour from an empty cup, which is right. what you say, right? Mm-hmm. You, can, you can't pour from an empty cup. Right. And that I think that that's so important. I appreciate you so much. Yay. Thank you. I appreciate you, too. This is amazing what you're doing. Thank you for having me on the show. Of course. Okay. So before I have my final question for you, mm-hmm. um, how can people find you? If women are interested in getting involved in healthy women, Healthy Women Leaders, where do they go? Yep, just go to healthywomenleaders.com. We have all of our social channels there. On the contact page, we have a a link to find the different ways that you can contribute or be involved. Or if you have an amazing product or service that's your passion project, we want to know about it. Um, You can uh, contact us from right there. We've got a closed Facebook group where a lot of our conversation happens and our social channels and all that jazz. So you just go to (laughs) healthywomenleaders.com. I love that voice. I might have you start recording some intros and outros for me maybe i will i mean we could change it depending on the day what i feel like if i want you to be like this is great and grace this is Lee. do not turn your phone on yeah. <laughs> um and and so how about in terms of ready hatch Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So Ready Hatch is re- just readyhatch.com. Okay. Um, and we are doing big things in the year to come um, with a lot of really amazing clients around the United States. And so we would love to talk to anybody who is in the tech field or loosely affiliated with it. Um, and if they need some help or just kind of thinking outside the box, like really what we do is help grow bottom line revenues in a different way. So instead mm. of just focusing on the next new sales process, we're going to try to be thinking about it a little more strategically and kind of sort of grow from within in that way. Kalia, you're awesome. Thank you. You're awesome. Are you ready? I'm ready. What is your percentage of grit and grace? Okay, so this is a tricky question. <laughs> and this, cha- I feel like it changes every day. Yes. What I can say is that for me personally, grit comes easier. And mm. over time, I've had to uncover the grace. And right now in my personal life, which is, it, it's not personal, it's not professional, it's just my life. I am having a lot of fun uncovering the grace. I think that there is something really cool going on just under the surface of this whole gig that we do this whole life, and I intend to figure out what it is. So you'll keep working on it. I'm working on it. Still didn't give me an answer. 60 grit, 40 grace for me. That's good. Working on a 50-50, people. I'm working on a 50-50 every day. That's the goal, because you really need both. Yeah, you do. You absolutely do. do. Absolutely. You're amazing. Yay. High five it up. High five. (laughs) All right, friends. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Grit and Grace. And if you are listening to us on iTunes, please make sure you give us a rating, leave us a comment. Or if you are on on the ladieschitchatclub.com, you're going to see my name in some funky highlighted color that you can click and that will take you directly to me. Magical like a time machine. No, not really. It'll be an email, but you can reach me if you'd like. And there's a contact us and comment us, all kinds of stuff there. So if you want to leave us a message, do so. We'd love to hear from you now go be fierce ladies and gentlemen do not forget to visit our new subscription box site grit grace and glory at gx3box.com there you can find out how you can sign up to receive monthly inspiration education and some special stuff to help celebrate you and the best part is every box will have a contribution to a nonprofit or a social enterprise because we all know we like to be our best and give back to the community at the same time so don't miss out gx3box.com